welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. Today I have an interview with Herb Reeves. Herb is a health coach, specifically a primal health coach and a running coach. He mainly works with runners over 50, and he has a mission to support them to run until they're 100. Even if you think you aren't a runner and don't want to be, I think you'll get a lot out of this conversation. Some people are motivated to do races, some want to lose a little body fat, and some want to keep up with their grandkids. I personally think that cardio exercise is part of the winning trifecta for good health, along with nutrition and strength training. So here's Herb. Uh, so you teach the forever running method and you're also a health coach and you work with older runners and older adults that would like to run but don't think they can. So I'd like to start by asking you about your story. What led you to uh, becoming a coach like this? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I, back in my 30s and 40s, I was uh, a runner. Um, do a couple of marathons a year sort of thing. Um, and that was pretty much the center of, of, of my community that I hung out with, too, a bunch of runners. And um, right, when, right when I turned 50, um, I, I ended up having a heart attack and getting, having to have triple bypass surgery. And uh, oh, fortunately, that, that all went very well. Um, sounds worse than it was, I, I guess, but it, but it is, I mean, like crack open your chest and all that. Um, oh, gosh. But, uh, um, but I was actually uh, went right back to, you know, within four months, I, I, I ran another marathon after that. Wow. Uh, because to me, it's just plumbing. You know, they put in some new pipes, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, um, so of, of course, because of that, my, my doctor said, well, you, you need to, you need to be on a, a low fat diet. You know, you gotta be real careful about what you eat. And so I said, okay. And I, I didn't eat, eat cheese, uh, you know, cause I thought, well, that has fat in it. And so I, right. you know, followed Followed all those recommendations and um, got into uh, trail running and ultra racing, and you know, for like ten years uh, was very successful at that. Uh, was winning in my age group. I uh, uh, got sponsored by a nutrition company, and <clears throat> but even even while I was doing all that, uh, I. I was still always like five to ten pounds overweight, and I couldn't figure out why. After all that activity I was doing, uh, it would just never go away. And it wasn't until, unfortunately, when I turned 62, um, I had another minor heart attack, and 
as a result of that, I, I, I knew I had to do something different. You know, what I was doing wasn't going to work out for me in the long run. So that's that's when I, um, I, 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 I learned more about uh, Mark Sisson and his his primal living approach, and along with that, uh, I, I learned what's called the Maffetone method from Dr. Phil Maffetone, which uh, follows the same sort of protocols that that uh, Mark Sisson does as far as uh, training at a low heart rate, uh, eating a, a diet that is uh, low in carbs and high in healthy fats. And uh, once once I adopted those protocols, uh, I suddenly lost that extra five and ten pounds, and my energy level went way up. My running became more enjoyable, and I wasn't getting hurt anymore. And uh, I, was, I was just excited about it, so I just started sharing it with people. So that's, that's basically how I got started. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that you were running ultra marathons and were still overweight, you know? That's, uh, so would you say that well, was from it's, it's, it's very common. Um, I, uh, if you if you go out and look at runners running a marathon, uh, you know in your local city, uh, you, you'll you'll see a, a lot of a lot of the runners are what we what we would call over fat. That's where you're uh, uh, you're you're not obese fat, but but you have excess of body fat around your waist that is not necessary and it's it's very common for runners because we are taught by the american standard diet in the media that boy you got to eat a lot of carbs if you're going to run that's what fuels your runs and um i i, I think what we've learned is um that's the wrong way to fuel your runs and that's why people even though they exercise a lot, can't can't lose that extra weight. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And what would you say? Um, so now you teach all kinds of runners. Um, what would you say are the benefits of somebody taking up a habit of running um, when they're in older age if they haven't been doing it before? Well, the the, the good thing about running is, uh, number one, you really don't have to run very much to get all the benefits. So I, I, I think one of the barriers for people who want to get in shape, uh, if you mention running, it's the, you know, they're looking in their head, they're going to be out there for every day for hours and end, uh, you know, to be successful at running. And Fortunately, uh, you don't have to run very often or very far to get to actually get the benefits. And uh, a lot of people uh, start off with a like a run walk program, and uh, that works. And even if you don't go beyond that, just being able to do that run walk uh, is huge. 
and compared to uh, sedentary lifestyle or, or you know, just not doing anything aerobic at all. So um, that I, I think the the main thing people need to understand is is it, it, there is a way to do it that that isn't horrible. <laughs> Okay, so is that usually what you advise somebody that's been sedentary to start with a run walk? Like the is yeah. that like the five k program or? Yeah, there's uh, uh, what I do. I have a <clears throat> I have a, a kind of a modified uh, couch to five k program, uh, you know, to get to get people started because those have been you know, proven pretty successful. Um, and we just, uh, I just throw in a couple other things to to make sure you don't uh, get injured and, and still kind of switch over to burning more body fat than carbs while you're doing this. So uh, while you're learning learning how to run or move your body better, uh, you're, you're also uh, upping your energy and lowering the amount of body fat you're carrying around at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the approach. Nice. And so those are the, the real benefits to somebody that's sedentary. They're going to have more energy and they're going to lose uh, weight. So. Well, and there's, uh, uh, there's, there's two other, two other benefits uh, from doing this. Uh, for us older people, uh, I, I think you're well aware that you start to lose muscle mass as you get older, and maintaining muscle mass is one of the real big keys for longevity. And you, you, you think of yourself if you're in your 60s, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to want to be able to move around, get up and down without having assistance. And uh, if, if you start a running habit right now, that's, that's going to get you there. And the second, the second part of it is running is a, uh, what we'd call an impact exercise. So even though you're not doing it a lot, you, you are creating some impact on those bones. And that's what keeps your bones strong which is critical as, as you get older also. So, you know, being able to maintain muscle mass, keep your bones strong as you get older are huge. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to being able to run. Oh, that's great. I love the images that you see every now and then of some 100-year-old person, you know, coming, doing a race and... Uh, yeah, that's a lot better image in my mind than having a walker or a wheelchair. You know, I, I, I don't really care how fast I am, but if I can be out there, you know, moving with my, uh, with my peers or with other energetic people, that's highly preferable to uh, being in a nursing home, you know? Well, yeah, what, what really brought this home for me was uh, my father was 96 years old and um, we we had to he had to go into an assisted living facility uh, to recover from a surgery he had, and um, 
he he was the oldest person in the facility at the time, um, but he was the only one who could he could get down on the floor and stash stuff under his bed and get back up again. He was the only one who could lift things up above his head and put them in the upper cupboards. And he was the only one who was going out and walking every day for at least a mile. And to me, that was normal. But but when I went and visited him and found out that everyone else in there couldn't do that stuff, right? you know, it, it, it blew my mind. Right. Yeah, I, I actually have been helping my elderly mother uh, just moved in with my sister. And... Um, She's a fall risk, and when she she did fall, and we had to call the fire department <laughs> because we I shouldn't be laughing. She did not get hurt, obviously, or I wouldn't be laughing. But uh, we couldn't, you know, get her up. And it's been a number of years since she's been able to get up off the floor on her own. And so, yeah, that's definitely one of my goals when I'm older. I want to be able to get up and down. And and uh, and from what you're saying, you know, if we just put the right steps in place. You know, assuming nothing horrible happens, but we should be able to do that when we're elderly. So, yeah, it's a. I I, I think the uh, people need to understand that this is this is doable. Um, you know that even even if you're in your fifties, sixties, or seventies, you you haven't really completely tapped all your abilities. Uh, for uh, movement, strength, and and mobility, and if if you take advantage right now of building those up, uh, you you're going to have a lot more uh, freedom, independence, and energy uh, when you're in your 80s and 90s, and uh, you'll you'll be uh, you know much much more functional, and you know, you'll have a have a lot more fun. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Enjoy that retirement. Um, so what are some of the best ways to prevent injury for the new runner? Well, um, most, uh, most training programs out there uh, were, were based on old track and field principles. So uh, the the biggest thing I see from people is is they try and and run too fast, and it it, it reverts back to this uh, uh, no gain without pain mentality that we're always it's always being pushed on us that well if you aren't working really hard you're not getting the benefit, and it it it, it doesn't need to be that way. Um, it, there, there's a way to to start running where you're you're not having to be at that threshold of pain all the time and running faster than you should, which will end up creating muscle imbalances and lead lead to some sort of injury. So uh, by by running the the right way with the correct gait uh, and not running too fast. Uh, you you can stay injury free, which is really uh, uncommon because most of the runners out there, it's it's like seventy or eighty percent of them have some sort of injury every year. You know, it's just crazy. Doesn't have to be that way. 
Okay, now, so do you work with people mostly in person, or are you now doing um, like online uh, training with with having people send you videos, or how do you how do you? Yeah, yeah, we do. I have a an online uh, group coaching program, so mm -hmm. uh, um, I have a, a coaching app, and and then we do a a group Zoom call every Monday night. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, uh, like like you said, we uh, I'll do a video gait analysis for someone so we can see how they're actually running to see if we can help them get a little little more efficient at what they're doing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an online program. People all over the United States, um, you can you just pop in if you can make the calls and. Um, I'm available by message uh, every day if you have questions. Uh, yeah, it's it's with the uh, advent of uh, Zoom calls, a uh, lot lot more people are comfortable hopping on a Zoom call, which is what we use. And um, yeah. yeah, it works out great because you get this. Uh, not only you get the the communication back and forth and the, the support and all that, but, but you have these other runners who have the same issues that you have that can share their experiences at the same time. So, yeah, it works real well. Yeah, and plus it really expands your ability. You don't have to just work with people in your local area, which I'm sure for a long time um, was probably the case. And, you know, I live in a pretty rural area, so for me to – um, consult a running coach. It's great that uh, people are going now going online. You know that I don't have to drive a couple of hours to go to a group or something. That, yeah, it's great. And uh, I think one of the benefits that we didn't talk about with running is um, for new exercisers. You know, there's always going to be a local 5K for some kind of a good cause that you could, you know, do with your friends. So you can set a challenge for yourself that's not really probably too difficult. Um, is, is that how you tend to motivate people that are starting out to get them to enter races? Well, um, yeah, pe uh, people have different motivations, and you know, the first the first thing we we go through is a uh, kind of a goal setting exercise to figure out what truly is the motivation. I mean, for some. For some people, it could be simple as, yeah, I want to, you know, run this race and, you know, at, the, you know, at a faster time or something like that. But, you know, a, a lot of times it's, it's something totally different. It, it could be, um, yeah, I'm, we're visiting our grandkids this summer and I, I want to be able to keep up with them. You know, it could be something oh, yeah. just like that. So, yeah, there, there can be a, a lot of different motivations in uh, – uh, you know, we 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 have that discussion because uh, as as you go through a program, uh, sometimes you have to be reminded uh, of your initial motivation so that you can, you know, stick with it. So we use that. Oh, that's good. Do you ever uh, have people that have been told by their doctor, like, oh, you you know, you you shouldn't run; it'll hurt your back, or um, have People ever been given the wrong information? Yeah, that um, 
Yeah, that, that's semi-common. I, I mean, if you have some sort of injury, uh, uh, depending on who your, your physician is or physical therapist, uh, you know, sometimes they will be uh, saying you shouldn't run. Uh, you know, if it's, if it, if it, if, to me, if it sounds like it isn't that big of a deal, I just ask them to see if they can, you know, find another resource, another physician or physical therapist and, you know, get a second opinion. Because a lot of, a lot of times uh, people, you know, just they, they wear the wrong kind of shoes during the day. And, and then when they go out and try and run, it, uh, they have problems. And it's not the running. It's, it's the kind of shoes they've been wearing during the day that's causing the problem. So it's, it's always... Uh, Probably women especially, huh? <laughs> ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah, those, those, those high heels, they, uh, they don't do you any favors other than, you know, making you... I, I guess you feel like you look better if you're an inch or two taller on the heel, but it's, it's not doing you any favors as far as your mobility and movement goes. Right. Right. And how do you um, advise people to change their diets? Is that more part of your health coaching or um, do you just, um, with the running, you just try to get them to see the uh, advice has changed from carb loading to uh, becoming fat adapted? Yeah. Part the, the funny thing about my program, it's a, a, a forever Runner method is a uh, nine-step process, and only two of the steps have anything to do with running. Um, <laughs> the others, uh, the first, the first three steps have to do with nutrition. So, um, so that's that's just part of the program. And uh, the nice thing on the nutrition side is I I I, I used to have people just you need to do this you know do it this way and it was quite a dramatic change uh, right off the bat and and now I've I've got uh, little five minute snippets every day uh, so that uh, you can kind of kind of start off slowly and and gradually and, and stay with the program and and get get the fat ad, fat adaptation transformation uh, w- without do, having to do some major changes in your life in, in just a couple of days. So That sounds wise. Yeah, so it's not such a shock. Um, what do people think about the sports drinks? Um, I know you go to a race and, you know, a lot of times they just have water, but other times they have all the... Gatorade or Coca-Cola? Do you advise people? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you're doing a when you're doing a race, uh, uh, no matter how fat adapted you are uh, or well trained up you are, you're you're still probably going to have to take some additional calories and. You know, sports drinks are fine for that. You know, the, the problem with sports drinks is, is if you drink them all the time. You know, they, they just have 
way too much sugar in them that uh, they're they're not doing you any favors uh, if if you're drinking them every day or or on every run that training run that you do. So okay, <clears throat> so they're okay in a in a long race where you might need that extra energy, but just not as a daily daily drink. Absolutely, yeah, sure. Okay, one more question. Any tips for me? Because I am a very slow runner. <laughs> just to, would it be just to join your program and and uh, yep, my gait was at. Sometimes people walking their dogs are literally faster than I am. Yeah, well, I um, I when I when I actually started this program myself, um, I had to relearn how to run because I didn't know how to run slow. I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. a blazing fast runner, but um, I, I, I didn't know how, how to, to run slowly, efficiently. And uh, so I was, I was doing the same thing. I was down running on this popular path from the lake, uh, chugging along, taking little steps, uh, people, yeah, could walk their dog and pass me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. I don't <laughs> Yeah, it it was kind of hard to do to begin with, but uh, that's kind of how you start out, and then um, okay. you you just you just slowly start getting faster, and and then you start passing the dogs and stuff, and you feel better. <laughs> Yeah, I have been known to just pretend I'm stretching just because I'm, in, I'm embarrassed that somebody's faster than I am. But yeah, yeah, but you have to. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 always it's hard, but you know, no one really cares, you know, how fast right. you are. So right. you, you just have yeah. to kind of get that out of your mind and know that uh, you know you're you're working on your own goal and. You're starting here, and it's going to get better every day. Nice. Well, it sounds like a really great program. So where uh, can people find you? Um, the easiest way is, is uh, well, it depends. Uh, uh, my website is just foreverrunner.com, um, and I do, I do have a, a – a very active Facebook group with about 9,000 runners in it. Um, wow. And it's, it's called the forever runners over 50. So if you're uh, into uh, on Facebook and, and you like, uh, you like joining a community of, of older runners, then uh, yeah, that's, that's the other good spot. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I love Herb's attitude about running until 100. I don't personally think I'll become an ultra runner, but who knows, I'm only in my 60s. Next week I have an interview with an expert in a very short, efficient strength training method. And that would go well with Herb's program, so please tune in. Until then, happy trails. See you next week.